1: Foundations. So when somebody is calling upon God, says I'm going to sacrifice any person that comes out of my house if you will give me victory, you can't make a vow and expect God to honour that vow if that vow is contradictory to the law He's already given.
0: Foundations, understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith, with Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Making rash decisions is a common human failing. We've all been guilty of it. We run headlong into something without thinking it through. And there are plenty of examples in the Bible of people doing similar things, making rash decisions with devastating consequences. One of the things God takes very seriously is making vows, especially making vows to Him.
1: Mm -hmm. He does, actually. And on that thought... (laughs) Did you ever watch Seinfeld? It's got nothing to do with God, I've got to say. But did you ever watch the I program? I love Seinfeld. You're one of these people who would think it's the funniest show mm. on television. See, I didn't get Seinfeld. One of my boys they would laugh uproariously at Seinfeld and I'd go, yeah, I don't get the humour here. But there was a particular – you might remember this one – about the guy who had a soup – Shop yes. in New York? The soup Nazi. The soup Nazi, yes. Yeah. Not very politically correct to say that. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, and how if he was upset with something, because a grumpy guy, he'd get upset with somebody yeah. and he'd say, no soup for you, and he'd send them away. Yeah. Well, that actually, that was based on a real restaurant in New York. Oh, well wow. And the restaurateur was an Iranian man, and he would be like that. He'd no soup for you, and he'd send people away. That is actually very much Middle Eastern culture, mm. and it was like you get cranky over something, you'd have this rash response, make some some vow, and then you regret know, it. then they regret it later. <laughs> yeah. But that's actually very, very culturally the way of society in Middle Eastern culture, going all the way back to the Bible. So that's that's that, mm. that's episode now you know was based on okay. a real restaurant in New York <laughs> City. And of course, if you you were one of these people who made this very rash vow, you might say something like, "Corbin, what I would eat with you, or Corbin, be my legs that would walk with you, or Corbin, be my mouth that would speak with you." Corbin um, means dedicated. It means something sacred that has been offered to God, and it, it implies something that's been is to be committed or dedicated or offered as a gift. Uh, an offering to God, and it usually via the temple service. And of course, um, if somebody says, well, Corbin, what I would eat with you, what they're actually saying is, is that the food that I was going to share with you, I'm now not going to share that with you because it's dedicated to God, oh, right. and I can't give it to you now. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they would then be obligated to take that portion of food and offer it in the temple. It just means that for a particular time period they can't give you that food anymore. I have to let it here be dedicated to God. Because Mm. if it's food, it's going to sit there and go rotten and then it will be thrown out. Okay, So that's what Corbin means. It means dedicated. And you mentioned that there are places in the Bible Mm. of people making rash decisions. One of those Um, you would be familiar with this story. Is that of Jephthah? Remember the story of Jephthah?
0: It's a tragic story, really, isn't it? Horrible story. We read about that in uh, in Judges. So uh, Judges 11, uh, verses 30 and 31 says, Jephthah made a vow to the Lord and said, If you will indeed give the sons of Ammon into my hand, then it shall be that whatever comes out of the doors of my house to meet me, when I return in peace from the sons of Ammon, it shall be the Lord's, and I will offer it up as a burnt offering.
1: And what came out the man's door when he got home? His little girl. Oh, I mean, what did he think was yeah. going to come out well, of the right. door would, of his yeah, house? not what he was expecting. I mean, it's not like he was expecting the cow from the paddock to walk out of his yeah. front door. Yeah. I mean, he he obviously wasn't thinking. And, you know, there are detractors of the Bible who hear this story or find out about this story and say, see, what kind of a God would expect that? hmm Well, God didn't expect that because God never sanctioned human sacrifice. He was appalled by it, opposed to it. So when somebody is calling upon God, says, I'm going to sacrifice any person that comes out of my house if you will give me victory, well, God didn't ask him to do that. Mm. Because you can't make a vow and expect God to honor that vow if that vow actually is contradictory to the law he's already given. Mm. Now, he did actually get a victory. And, yeah, his daughter comes out, out of the house and and he's all heartbroken. Yeah, of
0: course, he realized he'd made a rash decision. But yeah. at that point, I guess he felt it was too too late.
1: Well, here's the interesting thing, is that God actually, in, the, in his law, where he actually says, if you make a vow, it's sacred. You have to follow through with it. He also then goes on and says, now, if you happen to make a rash vow... Mm then you can, there is like, it's like paying a fine. You pay a penalty yeah. for making such a foolish thing. Yeah. But you can actually get out of the vow. So my, my in my th- way of thinking, I'm thinking, what? Paying a fine was too much to ransom or redeem your daughter's life? Mm. I, I find that a real struggle to sort of yeah. get my head around that. What was Jephthah thinking? But then there's also uh, another, there's another um, vow that happened as well and this was with Joshua and Joshua was a very godly man and it's in Joshua chapter 9 and this is when the Gibeonites, they had actually, they were living in the land of Canaan and they had heard what happened to the cities of Jericho and Ai when the children of Israel were coming in and how they were conquered and so what they thought they'd do, they thought they'd be sneaky. They sent a delegation to have a, a visit with Joshua seeking an oath or a promise, a commitment Um, to not attack them or hurt them. And they dressed up like they were in rags and all their food was moldy. They'd been traveling from a long distance. And Joshua just took them at face value and said, no, no, you've got my word. We will not come against you at all. And later on, he found out that they were actually part of the Canaanite peoples Mm. that he was supposed to wipe out. But he kept his vow. Mm. What he should have done is he should have gone and said, oh, thank you for coming to visit me. I'm going to go and seek the Lord to see whether or not I should make this agreement with you. And he didn't. And the people of Israel actually lived with the consequences of the Gibeonites Mm. for centuries. So it's actually really, really important that when we make vows, we make vows that are actually in accordance with the word of God. But then you have to ask the question: Are we re- are we actually required to make vows? Mm. And we can only sort of look at it from post Christ days, not you know before, not pre Christ days. And actually, we, we we will actually take a look at this in another in the next episode because we actually should not make vows at all. Uh, that can be a little bit um, hard for us to get ahead of it. In, in fact, there's only the only time we should actually make vows is is our wedding vows. Uh, I want to read this particular verse for you with regard to um, the, the vows or making vows. This is what God said in Numbers chapter 30 and verse 2. He said, If a man makes a vow to the Lord or takes an oath to bind himself with a binding obligation... He shall not violate his word. He shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. So again, God is saying if you make a vow and and you're making it in the name of the Lord, Mm. you are obligated to keep that vow. Jephthah made a terrible vow. He kept that vow, although he should have used the law of God Mm. to get out of that vow. Joshua, he made a vow. He kept the vow although he shouldn't have actually made the vow in the first place, and then lived with the consequences of it. We don't tend to think of the consequences of our actions. We just blow up. We (laughs) just make some rash decision, and then we live with the fallout, and so do the people around us. We Mm. need to be a little bit more careful. And what had happened is that throughout the centuries, there had been long, lengthy debate between the rabbis about how binding these vows were or were not. And there were many who thought it doesn't matter what the what the vow is if you make a vow before God you have to keep it. That was the mindset that Jephthah had. Mm. But then there were those who said who recognized that God had given a legal way out, no no no, if you make a vow that actually contravenes or causes you to sin by disobeying God's law, then that's not a vow that should be yeah. considered legitimate and then you have to make pay a penalty or whatever mm. it is to get out of that vow but what that would do was teach you not to be rash yeah. with the th- with your reactions yeah. but to think and be rational and thoughtful and think what is god's re- What is Mm. God's law here and what does he want from me in this situation? Yeah,
0: so we feel the effects of the, I guess, the consequence of our rash vow. Um, And then obviously God does provide that that loophole. Yeah, yeah, that's right. um, It's good to see. Well, in the next program, we're going to take a look at what Jesus thought about the subject of Corbin and some of his teaching. That's next time on Foundations.